Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey, Life Church! Uh, welcome to our midweek pastors podcast. I'm this is Bob Leahy here. I'm with Pastor Jeff. Hey, today we are going to discuss uh, something that Jeff brought up a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I think this month we've all been a little shaken and maybe stirred up a little bit by uh, the legislation Roe v. Wade getting overturned by the Supreme Court. Um, so I just, Jeff brief, touched on it a few Sundays ago. I just kind of want to bring it up and, you know, really uh, spend some time dissecting this. What does it mean for our nation? What does it mean for our church? What does it mean for us each individually as believers uh, moving forward? How do we treat people moving forward? How do we react to this? Um, you know, I think it's it's interesting there. You know, Jeff, for instance, like my question to you just starting off the bat would be, how do you choose when you bring things uh to the congregation when do you bring things up as far as like things that are happening in our nation or our world that you know just are happening in our day-to-day life that aren't necessarily teachings from the bible like how do you how do you really navigate hey i I feel like the lord's telling us we need to just speak about this i get that question a lot actually and it's kind of unique because um i had I know there's um, a biblical framework for talking about everything in life, and so I do believe that. The, the Word of God is the way of life. Um, and so we could easily shift gears, right? We could easily shift and say, okay, we're going to scrap the sermon, and we're going to talk about Roe v. Wade, the whole service. Um, and I always really caution um, doing anything that would adjust or alter what we've already prepared and trusted that the Lord has, has um, already said in our hearts for this moment. Um, so like when Roe v. Wade decision got overturned, obviously we all knew that was going to happen because of the leak in the SCOTUS. Um, oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, but, I should or at start, least I should start leaking your sermon before you should. Sunday. <laughs> and then people would never show up. <laughs> oh, he's starting to talk about oh, that. Man. Oh, come yeah. on. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, I, there are always, there's weekly, there's something going on in the world that we could easily touch on. Um, but my kind of rule of thumb is I'm not going to alter what the Lord's already prepared in my heart or any other pastor who's speaking in theirs. Like I, I really trust that the Lord, he goes before us. He knows. So that's kind of my very first, like, hey, I'm going to guard that time to preach the word of God that is connected to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, that's mm. going to make an impact and a life-altering, like, moment for their life, regardless of the circumstances around them. Right. So any decision that's made from SCOTUS or, you know, California or whatever, or, you know, these tragic school shootings that are happening, it's like, mm. goodness, of course we all grieve about all that stuff. Like, man. Uh, so my, my second part of that is what's the answer? Yeah. The answer to me is always Jesus. Um, especially in difficult situations and scenarios and legislation in voting in politics. 
Mm. I mean, I get a lot of pressure to talk politics a lot. And I wouldn't say that we're apolitical. It's like, I think that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. <laughs> like, yeah. because we, here's what I know is that I, I know that people coming into church, there are Republicans and there are Democrats right. and there are in-betweens. And, and so, there should be. Otherwise, we're not doing our job. There should be. Right. Total, 100%. Yeah. Now, if I were to just go really extreme, and th- the phrase, I think we even said it last podcast, is Christian nationalism. It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's only going to talk to like the very, um, quote unquote, red Republican Christians. Yeah. Which I don't really want to talk like <laughs> to just them. Right. I actually want to pull them back and say, hey, you kind of need to open up your worldview a little bit more. For sure. So, oh man. And if we're preaching from the word of God, it's for everyone. A hundred percent. So going back to the answer is Jesus. And why would I alter a message about Jesus, about the word of God? That really is the answer for each individual that can go make a difference where they are today. Mm. So I, I just have a high like protection mode with that. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked anybody to ever switch a sermon for anything. Um, just because of that, I, I don't even think I've done that. Yeah. I and think with that's... the Roe v. Wade one, the passage that we were specifically on, I did adjust, um, the way I presented that. I just brought scripture. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all. I just had scripture and I talked about it. Right. And so that was different than I, what I'd normally do. But, um, and it wasn't necessarily because of Roe v. Wade because it was just stock full of like hard passages that. Well, we need to read the word about God. So, yeah, I think that's good. I think as, you know, pastors and preaching the word up Sunday mornings, like let the word of God stir people's hearts, let it stir, stir those foundations that's within them so that they can go out and make those decisions and choices on their own. Right. And not. And the word of God never returns void. Right. A lot of my thoughts and opinions, people are not going to remember. Yeah. It's just going to be gone. <laughs> like as soon as I'm gone, those are gone. Uh, be barring like one cool thing I might have said in my past, which I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Great. Well, I, I love that. I think it's, yeah, it's important to, to talk about things that are going on in the world and, and, you know, relevant topics. Cause man, I felt, I know I felt the heaviness of that week. Yes. Um, just in seeing how people were responding, um, from all over, the the spectrum and just sitting patiently not responding white knuckling it because i f- feel the urge okay, and the quick. pull to respond yes. go ahead yes so good so here's the phrase that's been in my heart and my mind for quite some time because uh, probably the george floyd thing um uh, the political atmosphere covid i mean it's just you you feel like if you don't say something, you have to deal with a silence is violence thing, which mm. is just such a total, absolute lie that I cannot stand. Um, so, sorry, I got a little strong there. <laughs> but the, the phrase is, let's have a response, not a reaction. Yeah. A response, a biblical Christian viewpoint response is, I'm going to go in prayer, and I'm going to seek Jesus. I'm going to look at the word. And I'm going to even talk to some other believers. And then I might, maybe if I feel like I should, or if it's going to make a good impact or like have some sort of fruit Mm -hmm. on social media, which is a whole nother question, (laughs) uh, then maybe go ahead and respond. 
but yeah. to have just a, a visceral reaction is just i i find probably 99 out of 100 times is probably fruitless right and i think sometimes too it's it's important we take the time to process before we do react or have a response mm-hmm. you know because i think the lord works out our feelings and what we think about things in process. And so things might come to us and we might immediately have a reaction, but in prayer and processing with the Lord, that reaction could change and morph into something much different. And then you kind of have to look at it like really like, okay, what's my goal in presenting this at the end end goal? How do I want people to feel when they hear this? Dropping the wisdom on us. Yeah. How do I want people to feel and let that, really kind of guide how you navigate and don't don't feel obligated to post on social media so your acquaintances from the other side of yeah, the world yeah that's a real short lived yeah. um moment of viability for yourself yeah. great it's like you feel good about yourself for a couple minutes i never feel good about myself when i post something that i'm like okay, i don't know well, how i feel about this let me get but back yeah. to you like Anyways. what you just were talking about is just really good cuz i think every time i have not reacted i've actually held back in wisdom Mm -hmm. and the older i get turning 40 obviously helps but like i've noticed that when i don't respond or react and have a have a quick shot out there here's what i think about all this stuff a lot of times bob my i go back and i go i'm really glad i didn't post something about that because I actually think a little differently as I've stewed on it, as I've let the Holy Spirit kind of like mold and shape my thoughts, as I talk to my wife about it, as I talk to friends mm-hmm. like you about it, like I go, okay, I have a, I, it allows me to pull back and see a bigger picture than just this like microscopic, uh, micro matter yeah. that is, uh, that everybody feels like they just have to share their thing about. Right. And it's like, well, everybody's sharing about this right now. My voice is just going to be another one of those anyway. Totally. So, yeah, That's anyway. Good. So I guess my question, uh, we kind of traveled a little ways away from Roe versus Wade, but um, yeah. what do you see as the church's response to this legislation and just the, I don't know, just the atmosphere that we're currently in? Right. Man, I just feel like the past couple of years, it's just been one thing yes. after the other yes. of volatile atmospheres that we're in. And yes. so in this specific uh, thing that's come up lately with Roe versus Wade. How, as a as a Christian, how do I respond? Like yeah, that's good. So I think um, you said it was a heavy week, and mm. I think I might have said the same exact words when I shared that with the church, and I think it actually threw people, couple people off. Because I think some people were expecting me to come in and be like, you guys, it's overturned in Jesus name, you know, and thanks for not doing that. You're welcome. (laughs) And I actually got a lot of um, gracious compliments about moderation, being bold to live in the middle. Like um, I have seen a lot of reactions of Christians on both sides of the aisle on this that have been atrocious. Mm. So the ones that are like, so arrogant, so prideful, in your face. I, it's finally here. It's happening. And it's like, yeah, but there's young women who are in dire need of care. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they should get an abortion. However, we need to, like, let's love every life. The unborn, the young mom, 
who has has a baby in the womb and probably has a different perspective that I do. Right. You know, like, or the young possible future dad or whatever. And our Christian witness um, is vital right now. For sure. And if I'm going to just go cheer and raw and, and throw all that stuff out on social media or whatever, I, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't really represent Christ that well. Mm. So a better measured response is, man, I'm, I, I am grateful for this. However, like we're called to be the church to go after the orphans and the widows yeah, and to care and to love for those that are on the, the marginalized. And, um, so let's start talking about that a little bit mm. more seriously. And, yeah, it's you know, so I, not, yeah. It's so easy for us just to check a box and be like it's done, it's over with, that's taken care of now, mm-hmm. moving on. Um yeah. when really like no that there's there's needs now that are arising yes. and there's opportunity for the church to step in and really, yeah. you know, help help these people navigate their yes. lives and you know, really what it comes down to is pointing people to Jesus, pointing mm-hmm. people to yep. the gospel and the loving grace and acceptance and yep. willingness uh, of the Lord to bring people in and our church willingness of us to bring people in who might think differently than us and yep. not um, having closed ears to it or just saying mm-hmm. you're wrong, we're right. Um, and really meeting people where they're at and yeah. being able to love on them and really care for them like yeah. you mentioned the widows the orphans that that single mom now who wasn't able to make the the choice right? right so yeah the the thing that was really grievous to me is okay we're in california <laughs> so it's only going to get worse here it's only going to get worse it's not going to get better it's going to be that much more of a money making machine i think for california and probably other states like New York, um, mm-hmm. which is a travesty. I don't, I, I don't like that. Um, I don't agree with that, you know, fundamentally with, with what the word of God would say. However, I think the thing that really weighed me down and still does to this very moment is just, it's just one more thing that divides and divides and divides. And it's like, it's so, um, like we're the United States of America. Um, and there's just so much disunity that it's just really, it's really grievous as a believer. And, and really like Bob, like <laughs> I have seen, I've just been, I've been al- alarmed just as much with the, the very arrogant, prideful statements, but then also really like people I know and love who are so in like this idea, um, that abortion is okay. Mm. And there's a lot of little caveats that I think are a lot of lies and statistical things that are just like, that's just untrue. We've got to fight for the unborn. I right. like that's life. Um, but at the same time, it's just, I see this divide. <laughs> it's like almost, you can feel it. You can sense it. And it's just one more thing that's just ripping us apart yeah. inside the church, church versus the world, all the things, mm. church versus government, church and state, church and schools, all the things. And I'm just going, as a believer, Jesus calls me to be a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And that means I have to like lay down so much of my own rights, yeah. so much of my own pride, so much of my own op- opinion, so that I might be able to have the ability to love somebody who thinks drastically different, that I might present Christ in a way to them. 
So good. Yeah. So like, how can we do that individually? Cause I can't stop the big mega machine of abortion here in California as one mm. person, but man, I bet I could love one person that might have an impact on 10 people that might have, you know, like right. let's do the domino effect or that, um, just that multiplication type thing where let's, let's begin to be the believer and the Christian that Jesus is calling us to be yeah. of loving one another regardless yeah. of what I believe about abortion um, or any of the other hard topics mm. that you got to come in humility and just say, man, I just, I just know a Jesus who sees you right now where you're at in your pain, in your heartache and all the mm. things. And a peacemaker brings, brings people together. Like I, I had a real moment a couple of weeks ago where I was like, wow, peacemakers, my wife, Carissa, <laughs> you are a peacemaker <laughs> as well. Like you actually are way more in the middle of, of things than on the outskirts. Yeah. And it really is a, a thing in your heart and the way in which you really pull people together. And it's a real like battle. Yeah. I would say the majority of my heaviness that week was feeling the weight of a divide yes. of people who I love dearly and who I don't like to see divided or pointing fingers at each other. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think back to abortion, something that, you know, regardless of if you're for abortion or against abortion, I think we can all agree that abortion is a messy process. Yeah. Whether, you know, it's for the mom, for the baby, there's no celebrating in that. It's just, it's, it's a hard thing yeah. that people do, do yeah. today and have to go through. And, you know, wherever you're at on that scale, I think we can all agree that, man, that's, that's a tough thing yeah. for people to, to experience and have to, you know, make that choice. Right. Yeah. So let's like even pull back a little bit too. Yeah. And I don't know how much time we have, but if we, if we end up doing the very thing that I just said, you know, like make an impact on one person from a like Christ centeredness, a Christ's love, um, you really might change generations. Yeah. So if we all have the, that capability to, to change generations from one interaction or one relationship, you can really begin to, you, I mean, the power of Jesus within us has the power and the ability to prevent um, premarital sex. Mm. You know, like, like to bring awareness, like, hey, you know, abstinence is quite the thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's challenging as a young person who, you know, all that stuff. But goodness, there's so much fruitfulness in it that's never talked about. So as a church to be healthy in places like that, that might in really much like you begin to prevent a lot of these things where um, abortion becomes less of an issue. Right. Or foster agency, you know, like fostering children, like that could yeah. be about like taken away too, like, um, or, or solved, you know, from that perspective. But that's a lot of, you know, I, I <laughs> mean, a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of, it goes back to just pointing people to Jesus and seeing transformation as they live out their relationship with Christ. Yep. Right. And then those things fall into place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's our hope as the church. Yes. Like you come into our church. We want you to experience your relationship with Jesus, yeah. no matter where you're at. And we don't want to be a, a roadblock for you at all. Yes. So a hundred percent. Let yeah. Jesus stir you up. Let him change yeah. your heart. Yeah. And, 
And let me just add that too. So maybe I, I pictured, you know, people coming to church, but I pictured James in Acts 15 or 16, um, where he says, let's remove every barrier for people yeah. to come to Jesus. What are the barriers in your life right now? That's, that's like, no, I don't agree with that person. So therefore I'm not going to like, even, I'm mm. not even going to try. Right. Not, well, that's a barrier that needs to be removed. For sure. And how do I navigate that? How do I invite the power of the Holy Spirit to uh, be like the crane and lift that barrier out so that I might have an avenue into one person's life? Love it. Like that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. And that's what, a, that's what a follower of Jesus does. Doesn't mean you affirm everything and, and, and are happy about all the things mm-hmm. that somebody's doing. But I can know, I can look through all that and say, that's, that's a creation of, of God. Right. And Jesus loves them. It's good. So I love it. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in with us on this podcast this week. Um, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at lifechurchchico.org. One, one more thing. One more thing. You're way over your time. I'm so sorry. But this <laughs> is like, this is for those people or one, maybe it's just the one person who hears this. Yeah. Who has gone through an abortion mm. or who has gone through a ton of trauma. Uh, at least here at Life Church, we want to be a church that receives you, that loves you, that cares for you, that that brings Jesus into your life. I think yeah. we've said that, but but you can write, you can write us, you can ask questions, we can dialogue. Um, but Jesus loves you for sure. Yeah, Amen. Thanks. Well, we love you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will chat later. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.